Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Leicester City 3, Liverpool 1. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, in terms of the game, like, it feels like deja vu all over again. <laughs> not not really any other way to say it. Again, we had more shots at net, less shots on net. Um you know, and and I keep coming back to, and I'm I'm getting tired of saying it. I really, truly, honestly, don't feel like we have a defensive problem because we're not letting in goals, but we are a not generating enough chances, like high quality chances, and the ones we're getting are just, you know, we're not putting them away. So, I mean, I feel like I've said that the last many games, and that's exactly what happened today. I think we do have both a defensive and an offensive problem. Um, we 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 control the ball partly because our opposition allows us to, also partly because we do still retain some of the rhythm from previous seasons of just being able to control a game. But I agree, our offense is just not creating enough clear-cut chances and the few that we do create they're 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 not putting them away they're not clinical enough and our defense it's not a coincidence when you concede on so few opportunities and when you give the the opposition better chances than we create well there is something that comes down to the defense and when you're playing without a defender i mean it's it's clear right that, that that's an issue so, I mean, yes and no. At the end of the day, we're not giving up a whole ton of goals. I mean, think back to last week against Man City. We gave up one goal as a team, and Allison gave up three. So, you know, he's allowed to make a weird play, weird mistake. So that was his, you know, um, his his big mistake of the season. Hopefully today, he kind of duplicated that at 2-1, at, at 1-1, gave up the second goal, and that kind of shot it for the third as well. Why not? But I mean, up to that point, were they getting some chances? Sure. Um, but again, I mean, like the one that Vardy put off the bar, uh, that one could have come back for an offside. Uh, the goal that they did score, that one could have been a very close offside too. Like these are very close calls. And, and you know, sometimes it does come down to a little bit of luck. So, which is also to say our goal, there was quite a bit of luck. That ball bounced in just the right way to get the Firmino and he made you know, one of his little flicks, which honestly, I wish he would just stop doing and play good fundamentals, but whatever. Um, so he made a flick and Salah actually got a ball on net. So, I mean, it worked out great, but there was some luck involved in that for, uh, for you know, Leicester. I don't know. I mean, you can argue luck, but frankly, when you know you're losing the ball at the edge of the box and you go down, that's the smart play. Play for the penalty shot, play for the free kick, and and we simply don't do that enough. I think to okay. me that's a big part of it. So, if Van Dyke and Gomez were playing, would we be conceding the goals that we we've be, we've been conceding the past ten games? <laughs> Let's just put aside chances and stats and luck and the fact that our score, our offense is not scoring. If we had Van Dyke and Gomez in 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 our defense, would we be conceding these goals? Probably, probably not. I, I can't think of specific goals that we would not be conceding. So as an example, so the one that Vardy put off the bar um, against Van Dyke and Gomez, he doesn't get that shot off. So right. to your point, 
Yes, but and I mean, then, and then and then also even what Allison was doing with Van Dyke and Gomez, he doesn't do those things, right? I'm not saying it's, yeah. it's the, the the other defender's fault, but there is a knockoff effect to changing your defensive defensive partnership every other game, right? So, I, so I, our, I our thought issues about are this. not just up front; it's at the back as well. So I agree. Um, our issues at the back are causing our midfield to be weakened, right? Um, I guess what I'm saying is, even with the weakened defense, weakened midfield, if Salah and Mane would be putting away their early chances in these games, we would not be where we are right now. Okay, so let me ask a question. Let me ask another question. If if you had a choice between um, take out any two of Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, and Roberto Firmino, and then bring back Van Dijk and Gomez, and then replace the front two with Minamino and Origi or whoever, right? Done. Um, Done. Right. Or not even a question. And you know what? I would I would give you a better one. If you told me right now, uh, Salah, Firmino, and Mane all go down, and we get Origi, Minamino, and Shaq in there, I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Because you know what? At some point, no, but you're not it's just not working. Like, okay, so so you're. I understand the point of what you're saying. What I'm trying to get at is it's a horrible analogy because I'd get rid of the front three right now. To edit anyway, it doesn't matter what option you'd give me. I just I think we need something else in there right now. How about if if we had some the same way that we bought Ben Davies from 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 um, Preston? What if we bought somebody from Division Three? And and put them put him up front, but we had Van Dijk and Gomez. Would you rather that, or would you rather have um, Jota and and some other people who are quality finishers, and then Henderson and Joe Blow at the back? So that becomes a different question. Jota changes everything because Jota is clearly, you know, knows his role, knows what he does, and does it well. He knows how to finish. Um, the front three doesn't know how to finish. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You know, 15 shots, four on targets, not going to cut it, and one goal. You, you can't score one goal on 15 shots. So I think I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. And and to back up kind of your point, I think the easiest way to do it is simply look at um, Man City last year. You know, uh, forget Liverpool last year. Look at Man City. They dropped off, what, 20 points from the year before because they lost Laporte and had to put um, Fernandinho in the back. And right. that changed everything they did so much. They went from a 100-point team to an 80-point team, 82 or whatever they ended up with. So obviously, losing that important to player at the back, huge deal, and I totally get that. Um, and I don't disagree with you on that point. What I'm saying is when we're looking at the game right now for us, the, the games that we have been looking at, I just feel like if we got – if we could consistently put away those early chances, I feel like we wouldn't be in this position right now. I feel like we're not scoring a lot and we are we are blowing golden opportunities. Like look at the one that that Salah had earlier where he, I God knows, I don't know even what he was doing with it, where the ball was coming over the top and he had a great run. Or the one that Mane had. Yeah. Like like those those not I'm not even trying to blame them necessarily, but when a team is in a moment like we're having now, so when I say a moment, I mean a negative moment, you know, the stars need to be stars and they need to deliver. 
in those moments. They yeah. like like if Salah finishes that early one or Mane finishes his early chance, this is a totally different game. So I used to that's what I used to believe last well a few months ago. Now with this team, I'm not even sure about that anymore because the fact that we took the lead in the 60th or whatever minute or 70th minute, um, normally and also especially the way we were playing, I would say you know what job done because I don't see how this this team or Leicester comes back in this game because we've completely controlled them and we're ahead as well, right? Just like the West Brom game at home a couple months ago. Now, now with this team though, I don't trust them to be defensively solid enough to not allow silliness to allow to to bring the other team back into the game. You know, so it's yes, I agree that our front three do need to be more clinical and sometimes if we score early, it ends up being another Crystal Palace score. But I think we've pushed them for far too long. There was there was a stat that I I I, I saw Jamie Carragher um, post on on uh, Sky Sports, and he was just showing how comparatively this front three has played together for far much longer than most other um, high scoring front threes in in EPL history. And there is a natural drop off. They it, it it isn't that they don't get along, but you can only play with each other for so long. And at some point, you have to disrupt it. And I think Klopp knew that, which is why they were looking for um, Timo Werner or they ended up getting Diogo Jota. So I don't want to be too hard on them because they, they, the front three has run its course. So I, 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 I think our real issues are at the back because even if we had Van Dijk and Gomez, I still think we'd be able to nick a lot of these. We would have turned a lot of these losses into 1-0 victories. Or, or at least ties. So I agree. This game today with Van Dijk and Gomez at the back, um, we win that game one nothing. I right. I would agree with that. And and I'll tell you the honest truth now. And this is going to sound super harsh, but this was my feeling watching the game. It was again. You are right about the front three. Um, you're right about the back. You're right about a lot of this stuff. I'm not. I'm not entirely disagreeing. I maybe look at it a bit differently. But to me, this is all coming down to Klopp. Um, Running, you know, last I checked, Hendo is not Van Dyke. Um, last I checked, this is not the team from last year and two years ago. And I am still simply beside myself understanding how we are playing the exact same system, the exact same everything um, with different players for whom this is not well suited. I'm I I just I don't even know what to say. So as much as I want to dump on the front three, which I'm happy to do at any time, let me give you a a a flavor of what's driving me nuts. Corner kicks we had twelve, crosses we had twenty one. They had two corner kicks and four crosses, so a total of six. We had thirty three. Who are you crossing to? Why why are you doing that? Like what's the point? What is the game? Did Klopp get the memo that we don't have tall players? Like Van Dyke is not heading the ball in. Like the front three are not like Firmino's not out jumping anybody anymore. Like these tactics need to change. And at the back, a high line with Hendo and Kabak, which will get to his debut. Like, what does that do? They're not gonna outrun Vardy. I, I I I was watching them play that high line and I'm simply not understanding like if it's a foot race from the middle and Van Dyke and Gomez are there, Van Dyke and Gomez are winning it. That's 
the right strategy. But with the play, with the players we have, we need to switch something up. So I think, yeah, yeah, and and we've talked about this, and I agree. Oh, I, I did agree that the previous times we 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 spoke about this, and to an extent, I do agree. Um, but I'm starting to. I'm starting to get a revelation from Man City and also something that I heard um, Michael Owen, ironically, um, mention in, in, as a pundit. Um, these, these, the, 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 the best coaches in the world, yes, they can make in-game tactical changes, but for the most part, they have a system and they stick with it, no matter what, because it's something they believe in. And if, if you told Klopp, okay, so this season all these things will happen, um, go back to heavy metal football and then come third or second, right? Maybe come first or, you know what, keep keep playing your uh, to your strengths and then next season you, you can reinforce, you'll get Van Dijk, Gomez and everybody else back and then you just pick up where you left. He'd probably go for the latter, not that I agree or disagree with him. And with Pep, we can even see, because last season when they dropped off, I was just wondering why he's just so calm about it. And he didn't panic in that he didn't try to just throw everything out and and rebuild. He just made the tactical change that he thought was best to allow his team to continue playing the way that he wants them to play. This season, they went and bought defenders. At the start of the season, when all the other teams were huffing and puffing, scoring six goals, conceding 20, scoring five, scoring two there, he, he, he just concentrated on um, his defense and continuing to be effective up front. And he knew it's a long season, and he's outsmarted everybody this season, right? Well, obviously, he he has the resources to back that up. So, so but my point that's... is 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 for Klopp. So, um, I would have probably done a few things differently because we did have an opportunity to win the league playing helter skelter. But I understand, and and I can respect and appreciate that Klopp is clearly knows a lot more about managing a football team than you and I do, and. It is his way. He will stick with it and he'll wait for his pieces to come back and he'll continue. So, I mean, I do hear you. I would say on the on the Man City side, um, you know, I think they've spent, what is it, 400 million pounds on defenders. So, I mean, I'm not sure it's an apt comparison um, just because like we have Van Dyke, Gomez and Matip. Matip, we got in a free. Gomez was what? Almost nothing. And Van Dyke was the only one we paid for. They've got Laporte that they paid 50-64. They've got Ruben Diaz. They've got Nathan Ake. They've got Stones. Like, you know, it's it's a bit different. They're running with four guys, all of whom are, you know, 50 million and above. So it's a very different comparison. No, I get it. But my point is, if Pep were Liverpool manager, he'd do the exact same thing Klopp did. So um, if you think back to Brendan Rodgers, he came to Liverpool touting 4-3-3 and he wanted to play like this. And then all of a sudden, when he realized that he had something special in Luis Suarez, he threw all that out the window and we almost won the league. And then the next year, everything imploded, right? Because he developed a system around one person. You take that person out and it's gone, right? And then he lost his job, right? So Klopp... Yeah, he's built a system that is not just developed on. Sorry, is is not just reliant on a particular area, or it's 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 the the sum of all its parts. And this is just a complete freak year that everything, anything that could have happened happened with VAR injuries, COVID, no fans, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. But he still believes because 
he's proven that his system works. So, I mean, he's proven that his system can win because it won. Um, I guess what I would say is, frankly, I think two years ago, we were the better team. Not last year when we ran away with the league. It was two years ago. I think we were at our peak. Um, And I don't disagree with you. I'm not saying he needs to throw out the 4-3-3. What I'm saying is that we need to rethink to some degree. So, for example, the high line, you know, we just, you can't have a high line with defenders who are slower than attackers. It, it just doesn't work. And I'm not saying implode the whole system and change everything and go with a back three or a back five or what. Like, keep your back four. That's fine. But you need to make some adjustments or refinements based on who you have. And then the other one is like in, in the middle, you know, the front three aren't clicking the way they used to. What's the point of putting 33 balls? into the box when we probably got what one of them like at some point there you know maybe instead of bombing all those box crosses in um you know try to dribble them in try something else like i feel like we just keep looking at the same team doing the same thing week in week out and as much as we're gonna dribble it in when our team can, can do that well i mean salah used to be able to dribble i don't know what he does anymore right um Okay, point taken. But the thing is, at some point, you need to try something different. Like, I feel like we're running the same team out there. And and here's the thing. Today, we did dominate the ball. I very much agree with that. Um, we had lots of crosses into the box from corners and from crosses. Fantastic. But can you honestly say we generated a ton of high-quality chances? No. And and how many games have we gone now where you look at it and we get maybe one or two high quality chances, if that? Like, no, I, I I agree. I I think the only the only the only thing that I completely disagree with Klopp's approach, and this is all hindsight because there was a time when I was saying that yeah maybe Henderson should play defense for the rest of the season, but we really need to just put defenders in the back and midfielders in the midfield, and then what's the worst that can happen? It can't get any worse than this. Right, so I I think when Fab comes back, if we had Henderson or Fabinho um, playing the number six, that penalty or free kick or whatever it was doesn't happen, right? Because oh. they will deal with it when they need to deal with it. Can I Mosala can... and and that's the other thing, the change that they made this season with having Mosala play deep. I don't, I've not liked it from the very beginning. He's not a, an intel. He's not his footballing IQ is not smart <laughs> enough to, to to do that. He needs to stay up and shoot, right? Um. He just, the way he just gives the ball away and then he does that little skip out of frustration or whatever. L- listen, just go and know your role. Play on the left, cut in and have a shot or pass if you can. And you know what? To to back up your point, the shot, the 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 time that he had no time with the ball on his foot where he basically the ball came to him and he had to get rid of it was the goal. Exactly. You take away this man's brain, and I mean that in a very nice way. I'm, he's, he's a very nice guy, Absolutely. and I mean it in the best way. We're talking about um, footballing IQ right now. Yeah. Like, when he thinks, it's just, it's not working. When he sees, like, a defender in front of him, when he sees three guys, and he's like, I'm going to dribble through them, I'm going to do this, that's not working for him. He has such talent. I mean, that goal today is everything you need to know about him. He, I don't even know if he looked at where he was shooting it. He just saw the ball coming and knew he had to get rid of it because he had no, no time on it. 
Right. And that's the type of thing he needs to focus on, which I don't think he's focused enough on. He's doing a lot of, you know, trying to dribble through three guys, which isn't working. Um, so I agree with you. The the other side, I mean, on the defense, I'm I'm with you at this point. You know, Fabinho at the back, we've talked about it. He gives up a lot of fouls. He gives up penalty shots. Um, it's not his his game. He's he's clearly not um, ideally suited for that role. Hendo, we need him in the midfield. I think he's doing a passable job. There were times I noticed he was a bit out of position. Yeah. But frankly, like, you know, take two guys, and I know this Ben Davies guy from Preston is not the best in the world, but you know what? He's, he's a, a defender. defender. Right. <laughs> right? Like, at some point, a defender who's average or below average is going to be better than a not defender who's above average. Right. And so, then you now put an, an, an average person in midfield to replace the good defender that you put, sorry, the good midfielder that you're now putting in defense to make an average defense. I mean, you don't play Genie for your, you know, 8,000th game in a row and expect him to do everything under the sun. You know, that's that's clearly just not, we're like, Genie needs a break. Um, to your you point, know. yeah, yeah. to your point earlier in terms of club changing, yeah, one, one thing that I think that he has missed the boat on is this was a good opportunity for him to move Trent into the midfield because we need more bodies in the midfield and Trent is not doing anything at right back and put Nico Williams there. He's giving it away. Ex- well, exactly. <laughs> um, it's something. I mean, it's not what we want, but it's something. Yeah. And and um, this would have been a good season to do that. Well, I mean, the difficulty now is we're fighting for top four. So you know he's going to play his starters all the way out. Um, yeah, see, that'll be a mistake because the way the season has gone and how everybody else is playing – we can afford to even to lose even a couple more games and we'll still be in for a shout come April, April, May, right? So I, I he needs to give these guys a rest. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. look at Tottenham today. They lost convincingly. Yeah. They're not making it anywhere. You know, not nothing against Aston Villa, Everton, or West Ham, but, you know, let's be serious. And Chelsea is bound to lose many games along the way. So, you know. Although that's that's the main concern. I'm, I'm more concerned with Chelsea than I am Leicester and Manchester United, even though that sounds crazy. Oh, I mean, all of them are going to be losing games. Chelsea now have a proper manager. And that's, I mean, they have players coming out of, you know, like they have quality in every position and they have a a proper manager who's no nonsense. So I can see them putting together a good string. Um, Leicester and Manchester United will drop. drop. Um, But I mean, at the end of the day, this season, us making it top four has nothing to do with any of those other teams. We need to start winning um, and we need to start, you know, getting this ship righted. And frankly, like we can't keep playing the same thing. Like I don't, I, at this point don't even care what Klopp changes, just change something because having, what do we have? We had 62% of the ball today. I actually felt like more, but we had 62% who cares? Like I don't even yeah pay attention to that. So the only thing I pay attention is what I'm watching, and 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 we did well. Know. It felt like we were pushing them around, especially in the first half. But you know, we finished the first half with you know no goals, so it doesn't really matter what we did. Like we need to legitimately think. I think they were saying we went 40 minutes without a shot on net before our goal. Like yeah. what's what's the point? 
You have the ball. You have ownership of the ball. You're quote unquote bossing them around and you can't even get a shot on net. Like something needs to change with that. Um, one thing I am tired of is VAR. <laughs> um, although, you know what the interesting part is when I saw the the penalty call um, for their, uh, that they ended up getting a free kick. I I keep coming back to like, this is not the football that I know. Because in the olden days, olden days, 10, 20 years ago, say 20 years ago, if it was a soft penalty, if it was a soft foul on the corner of the box, no referee would signal for a penalty. Even if it was in the box, they'd be like, take it out of the box. They're not giving you a penalty for that. And this guy, it was outside the box and it was soft. I mean, let's be honest. That was soft. Yeah. And he points straight to the box and I'm like, even the commentators were blown away that he pointed to the box. They're like, it was outside of the box. Like, it's just bad. Like, I don't have any other word. It's just bad. And again, I'm not advocating here, but in the first half when Salah went down in the box, it was not a penalty. But if you're going to give it for that play for Leicester, you have to give it to Salah too. If you're giving soft penalties, then give soft penalties. Don't give one without the other. I'm almost, I'm, I'm actually tired of talking about it, to be honest. The penalties uh, and the calls? I know. Yeah. The the one thing I will say is, in a, in a funny way, I was more confident in them having the penalty than the free kick because that is such a dangerous position. And we don't, especially without proper defenders, I knew we'd try some offside line thing. And one thing that Leicester do have is they do have quality deliveries. So I was kind of concerned about that. that well, kick. the thing with the free kick is we only put two guys on the wall. I know. Exactly. I was watching that and I'm like, what's that defending against? Yeah. Like a wall of two guys is maybe from like 35 feet out. You're just, it's a token wall. Because what else are the guys going to do? Stand around. Like right. from that position, if you don't put up a five-man wall, they can play it along the ground. At least make them put it in the air. Exactly. And and when it comes along the ground, Lord knows where it's going to go. So, and of course, you know, he was onside by an armpit, uh, whatever. It was a heel. Whatever. I'm. Uh, it's where they draw the lines from in AutoCAD. Like, <laughs> it yeah. is what it is. Uh, what did you think of Kabak in his first game? I thought he was tentative, which I suppose is understand understandable. You could tell that... Um, you can tell that system is extremely important to to this team and the way Klopp uh, puts them out. So it's clear that he was instructed to just play the easy pass. There were moments in the second half where he was beginning to come into himself, going for runs and playing with a little bit more freedom. Um, so I, I thought he was okay. He is He's kind of on the shortest side, which is too bad because we were still lacking height in the team. Um, but I thought he was okay, and I'm hoping that that calamity with... Um, Allison will not wreck his confidence. Oh, I mean, let let's be clear on that that second goal. That was on Allison, not on him. Hundred percent. So hopefully you're right. It doesn't wreck it. <clears throat> In terms of his height, I mean, he looks short, and I guess he is short. I mean, six one again. Who am I to talk short? Um, so he's he's tall for me, but short for for a, de- a defender. But he seems to get the head up pretty good. I'll be honest. He seems to have a good sense of where the ball is going, um, and. You know, I I agree with you. In the first in the first half, especially, it almost looked like we were afraid to pass to him. <laughs> like there were times where it was clearly it was going from Hendo over to Alexander Arnold, totally bypassing him, 
and he was almost standing out of the way like he was like please don't pass to me please don't pass to me um in the second half you could tell he was trying more and and there were a couple of long balls he tried one of which i remember was a complete giveaway but i mean he's trying it he's trying to learn the system at the end of the day he's new to the team and he's only 20 years old so for me i thought he played a pretty good game actually yeah for being one year older than reese williams i think he's quite the upgrade already yeah i mean in, in all honesty and i don't think they'd be the best central defenders in the world and and everything but to me having kabak and uh and Phillips, honestly, I'd be perfectly fine with that as a back line. They're gonna they're gonna go get the headers, so we're we're not gonna be as uh, vulnerable at the back on headers. They know the position, they know what they need to do. Instead of playing the high line, drop it back a little bit, and I think we're doing fine. To me, that would be what I would play going forward. He looked he looked okay, which isn't bad for your very first game in a new team at twenty years old. And all we need right now is okay. Yeah, all we but need right now is okay, and and we, frankly, we need, yeah, we need okay and consistency. We, and we just need a consistent partnership. I think isn't this like our eighteenth partnership or something, something of the season? Like that, yeah. So honestly, Phillips and and Kabak, I you know I didn't enter the season dreaming of this as a as a partnership at the back, but I would actually be fine running out the rest of the season with that. And you know what? In all honesty, we're not playing Man City again. You know, we're not playing Leicester again. When we're playing some of the other teams, when we're playing the Burnleys, the Newcastles, the Fulham, you know, those guys are going to live off of set plays, right? They're they're or they're not really going to be dominating the ball or or anything like that. It's going to be they're going to try for set plays. Have real central defenders there who know you don't give up a foul in those positions, and who can go up and get the ball if need be. And and I just feel like we need to get back to like a properly structured football club. Yeah. Any any performances that stood out? Man of the match material? God, I don't know. Was there anything? I mean, I don't want to give it to Firmino for his flick because I don't want to encourage that. I want solid fundamentals. Mane was, I mean, Mane and Salah both had chances I thought they should have done better with. Um I don't know. Tiago seems to be definitely doing better when he's put further forward. Uh, I know he was a defensive uh, midfielder, I think, with Bayern, but he's definitely not in the mold that we need for that position here. Um, I don't know, maybe Genie, which I can't believe I'm saying, but you know, he was consistent. He fought for the ball. He did what he was supposed to. Maybe Genie. Yeah, I I'd, I'd probably go with Mane. You really thought Mane? Not, I mean, only because he's a one person that I was not extremely irritated with watching the game. <laughs> um, he he's lost his scoring touch. For, there's there's something that's missing. Um, perhaps there's something else going on outside of football. I'm not sure, but there's something that's completely off with him. However, he does he he still has that tenacity. He, he still gives it man, every game. Yeah, he, he will beat a man. And, and put in a cross or, or a low shot or whatever. It's just that nobody else is stepping up in, in his absence. He's So I'll agree with you. He fights on every possession. He does beat his man, not with regularity, but he's doing it often enough. But, I mean, what does he do? He beats his man. He meets another man he has to put in the middle for nobody. Exactly, and, and that's the issue. 
So I, I mean, I can see that. Um, in terms of Allison, his mistake again, I think it comes back to what you were saying, which is he doesn't trust this defensive partnership. He doesn't know Kabak, so he wasn't. Um, he he should have oh. let it go, or he should have called it more forcefully. Um, I don't know exactly what the mix-up was, but you know that's that feels like a bit of a disconnect between the keeper and the defender. And again, when you're on your 18th partnership or whatever we've had now, that's kind of to be expected. Yeah, even 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 if he didn't make uh, the call, he should have at least seen that his defender was going for a header. So I'm not sure. It didn't look like he was looking at the ball himself. It looked like he should have seen what was in front of him. So, yeah, that was just very odd. Rush of blood. I, I assume it still has something to do with last week is maybe still in his head and he's trying to, I don't know, do something to compensate. But, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. Hopefully the team can kind of get it back together. This wasn't a, a great game. Um, we played well. I'll be honest, I'm with you. When it was one nothing, there was I, I really thought, hey, we can pull this out. Uh, wasn't expecting to give up three goals in uh, seven minutes. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what it turned into. So I guess we, we move on. Uh, the next game is against uh, Leipzig. So hopefully we can, uh, uh, you know, put together a good performance because that's Champions League and those games we can't afford to lose. We definitely need to make it out of the round of 16 this time. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.